This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, Bell Babies? It's Aaron here. Um, I'm here to tell you guys about one of our new sponsors, Roan. Now, Roan is an awesome clothing company, and uh, Stanger got hooked up with a bunch of comfy clothes. I can't get too much into it up top. I will get into it in a second, but I just wanted to say he is so sad he can't be here to tell you guys about it firsthand, but he did let me put on these clothes. Now, they're comfy. I have my own thoughts, but I'm going to tell you all of the things that Sanger wanted me to tell you guys about his feelings, his emotions about wearing these new clothes. So you guys, this, so these clothes are like essentially like this commuter shirt. Okay. These are his exact notes. This commuter shirt is the most comfortable, breathable, and flexible shirt known to man. And here's why I was, these are, again, these are Stanger's words. Exactly. I was able to work out, hike, work out again, hike again, go to the gym, go on another hike, go home, get dressed in another shirt. That's the exact same commuter shirt. Go on a date Keep his shirt on, which everyone, if you listen to this podcast, you know, when he's eating dinner, he's taking his shirt off. This is not part of what he wrote, but I'm just reminding our listeners, if you forgot, he's a big shirt off while he eats guy. Kept this shirt on for a date with his wife. Okay. So, oh, sorry. Back to his words. Exactly. This comfortable four-way stretch fabric provided breathability and flexibility that made all of those gym visits all of the hikes and the date, easy, breezy, beautiful Roan. Okay. So you guys, if you haven't checked out Roan, they're new to us. Get, get on that website, look into it, see if they've got your color, get in there. You guys, it is a wrinkle-free shirt without the hassle. They have actual wrinkle release technology while wrinkles disappear as you stretch and wear the shirt and bonus odor free tech. Okay. So this is where I'm listening because I stink up a shirt faster than anyone I know, men included. And so They have actual technology with gold fusion anti-odor technology. You are left smelling actually fresh and clean all day. And I did take one of Stanger's shirts, tried this, and did not stink. And I will tell you what, I kept the shirt, okay? So, you guys, the commuter shirt can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash dumbbells and use promo code dumbbells to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash dumbbells and use code dumbbells. It's time to find your corner office comfort. Let's start the show. Erin McGowan, certified personal trainer and working her way through the Hotel Transylvania 
series as we speak. Ryan Singer is out for one more week. But you have found us, the Dumbbells, a comedy fitness podcast where we are desperately trying to bring you inspiration, motivation, and a little tiny, tiny bit of information. Hey, Dumbbells, you guys can yell it in your car. Let's get dumb. All right, you guys. Hey, 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 hey. I'm here. I'm here alone right now, but I have a guest joining me today. We talk for a long time about a lot of stuff that's fun, but maybe not fitness related, and then we get into it. So just have a fun time listening to me and Scott's origin story, and then just how he is killing it in the new dad game gaining weight, losing weight, COVID, potato diet, you name it, we talk about it. Today I have comedian, journalist, actor, Scott freaking Christopher. Enjoy. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. I was way early. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was way <laughs> early on the it was three two you one. Go know, again? Here, ready? I'll call it because you're a pro. All right, ready? Okay, yeah, you call it. Okay. All right, in three, two, one. Are we that delayed? It's like it feels like we're. I what I saw was perfect. Then good. Okay, good. Good enough. Okay, so maybe we had two perfect claps. Clementine, keep all of this in. Everybody, welcome to the weight room. He's already flexing. Scott Christopher, everybody. Go, 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 go. Wow, yeah. Scott, how I, are you? If I could start every day with that kind of energy, I would be in a lot better <laughs> shape. I'll tell you that. I can tell you that. That's that's the, uh, I was doing a stand-up in London a couple weeks ago, and the guy, wow. yeah, I know. Brag. Well, listen. Brag. Start. Okay. Start. Start up high. Get the. Get them in. Right. You know. Hook them. We're gonna hook the audience. And by minute <laughs> fourteen, they'll be like, "All right, that's enough. Good enough." That's. We've had it. We've Thank had. you. Go back. Um, okay. Wait. Sorry. So you're doing stand up in London. So I, I was no doing big deal. No big deal. Just doing stand up in London. And the guy who was running the show, um, just awesome guy. And he told me like, "Hey, this is a fun room." And uh, you don't have to be prepared. Like you can work on new material, which is great because I haven't done a lot since the last two years, and everyone's life got ruined. And so I was like, <laughs> perfect. And then I showed up to the show, and he's like, and you'll headline. It'll be great. Because I was like, okay, cool. And I show up. It's a pack. Aaron, when I tell you, like we've done, we've worked in, in LA for a long time, and you know that uh -huh. like somebody runs a show, it's you. And that's the show, like, you know, uh -huh, like, uh -huh. it, and yep. doesn't matter how many cool graphic design posters you have, it's just yep. you and the person running the show. And yep. so I show up, it's packed, like packed to the brim. The guy himself is doing an elaborate, like PowerPoint presentation bit where like the projector screen falls, but he records it and there's like eight iterations. And I'm like, and oh then I watch the like, gosh. the next, the first like comics go and they're doing sets, they're doing like, punched like perfect crushing oh. 
And I'm like, oh my God. Oh no. You're the headliner? <laughs> and you like, were told not to prepare. To, to prepare. Yeah. And I'm going, oh. Was this a was this a big prank on an American? Do and you think this is what it honestly this was? that like if he was setting it up to have a bit where it's like, hey, watch this guy come burn, like it would have been perfect. Uh-huh. So <laughs> But anyway, so then when he brings me up to like, you know, to end the show, he does a whole thing where he makes the crowd go like, you know, this side, Scott, this side, Christopher, Scott, Christopher, Scott, Christopher. And I oh think, gosh. but here's the thing. I think it was only because of that energy where it like to do any of the work that you do in entertainment at all, you have to like, there's some part of your brain that goes, I am that important. This is, this is correct. <laughs> like this is, this is right. And I hadn't had anything. Absolutely. <laughs> right. I hadn't anything close to that in so long that I think it was only because he did that, that I like went out there. I was like, all right, I can do it. I can do this because these people have cheered. So, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why there isn't. Uh, it was a long way to get to the point that if there was a way to wake up where just somebody was like, hey, it's you, and yes. we love to see you, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it would be a lot better. I think, yeah, there would be a lot less morning road rage Yeah. For, first. Mm-hmm. Maybe people needed coffee less. Because, mm-hmm. like, honestly, I do feel like, you know, I get up in the morning, and in the old days, I would go get a coffee first, and then I'd go work out. And in the old days, I mean, like, up until three weeks ago until I quit my gym. Um, <laughs> um, but the coffee bean people would hype me up mm. in this way that made me feel like I could go crush a workout. Yeah. And it wasn't like immediate because, you know, they can't be by alarm clock. But I think you're on to something. So I am long long winded way around to say you're on to something. Everyone should cheer for each other when you wake up. I mean, I, like, because I don't, I can't, you're someone who is obviously, uh, and this is like what, even the podcast, like, you have gone through an incredible, like, fitness journey as a fan, like, I've followed along, seen oh, it, like. thank you, thank you, wow. Yeah, no, and it's, <laughs> but like, and, and anyone who has done that knows that really at the end of the day, it's like those annoying videos where it's like, it's not about motivation, it's about, like, dedicate, it's like about discipline, it's about just, like, you mm-hmm. have to show up when you don't want to, you have to do the right thing. When you don't, it's all it's really an internal thing but I think most people if they're not like locked into that journey most people I think wake up and go oh fuck it's me again <laughs> like you're like oh, I'm out. Oh. Yep. <laughs> it's here we are again aren't we we're like we didn't get up on time <laughs> we're already behind you know and so if we had yeah if there was a cheering squad that was just like you know instead of like you know the sound of an alarm if it was just like people cheering and applauding I think people would do a little better I really do because you'd be like yes I bet I, I bet there's an alarm clock there's probably someone screaming at their at their car like radio right now being like talk about this and they're like just do the applause on your phone yeah. as a wake up <laughs> or they've but, like they've invented this actual alarm clock that does it and they were like I've been telling the shark tank people for weeks <laughs> <laughs> Shark Tank people don't care about me. Get me on the show. I have market research. (laughs) These idiots. Bring a clip of this episode of the Dumbbells to Shark Tank and let us know when it's ready because we will both get it. Show Cuban this clip and let's get it into production. Listen, I... My husband, Jason, for, we have been married now for like since the pandemic. So what, two, two and a half years. Congratulations. And, 
Uh, thank you so much. Uh, and and every morning when I would wake up at 6 a.m., every morning he'd be like, again, still? What do you, he would be like, where are you going? And I'm like, every day I do this. And every, I would be, so it's like what he was doing was like the opposite. Yes. He was like trying to neg me back, yeah. and back to sleep. And I was like having to like overcome this hurdle to get out of my own house. Yeah. And now I just am like, hey, you're awake. Go ahead and do a little, woo, you're here, you know, a little cheer. And then you go back to sleep, and I feel like a million bucks. And he gets credit for being like a wonderful, supportive husband. Exactly. While getting more God, sleep himself. Great. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a. So, uh, that's okay, great. so we have solved a few problems right off the top here, right there in you this town. Yeah, put that. Put a little marker there. <laughs> insert advertisement here because we've yep. solved a lot off the top. Just right off the top. Okay, so Scott. Um, Let's talk. Let's tell the, the the bell babies. Okay. One, we're 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 going old school today. I'm gonna have Scott tell us every single thing that's happened in his life. <laughs> we didn't try any products. We're not gonna wrap this up in a pretty, you know, with a pretty bow and talk about Jane Fonda. That was for another day. Okay, you missed the Jane Fonda step aerobics one. Okay? I'm, You're I'm sad just about that. Barely, just barely missed it. Um. Hold on. Before but, you go further, do you know? Oh. Do, do you have? Do you know? Jane Fonda gets a lot of credit, but have you heard? Do you know Denise Austin? She was. You si- know my my mother in law, which I know I've brought her up a couple of times. She told me about her the other day when I brought up Jane Fonda. Okay, same thing. So I did a random like one off job where we were like I was consulting for a company, and th- so first of all, Denise Austin is married to the guy who is Steph Curry's like agent, like his sports agent, okay? First and foremost, okay. so we'll start there. Uh, but Denise okay. Austin was this like huge, like the origi- one of the original fitness influencer people. So mm-hmm. yeah. I'm doing this project at her house in Manhattan Beach. Her daughter is now a fitness influencer. Um, this is like 20, I don't know, 14-ish, something like that. And Mm -hmm. I don't really know who Denise Austin is at this. I'm just there to get the money. You know, like what anyone, you just, they pay, I'm here. Let's make a video. And (laughs) which is probably, you know, that's how some people get a different start to their career, I suppose. Um, (laughs) Now that I said it out Mm -hmm. loud. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I like, I'm texting my mom and I'm like, oh, I'm working with this lady. I guess she was like really big back in the day. And it's like, I just, I was like, hey, like, uh, I think my mom might know who you are. And she's like, she probably does. And I was like, yeah, that's true. So we take the photo and my mom to this day, like of all the things I've ever done, like one of the things is my mom was like, that was so cool. You got to like, like hang out with Denise Austin, like legend of the fitness game. Yeah. I'm going to have to look her up. I mean, maybe we'll do one of her videos. I honestly, like she was, and by the way, she was the night, like so nice, like so completely nice and I was and honestly like I don't think she needs any fitness money if like her husband reps Steph Curry but like I was just like wow like what a what a dream to like hang out with this person who like was like as big as you could get I suppose yeah. in that time period was she, is she holding up is she keeping fit I would like if this was one of those things where we did uh, you know a bro chacho poke- podcast and we'd be like Steve throw it on the board and I would like have the photo of the two of us from 2014 and you'd be like wow she looks great and okay still- well you gotta find that photo that might be your promo pick <laughs> So yeah. Hey. Anyway, we don't have to keep that part in. I just like as this is a Oh, it all stays in here. Okay. Unless some real, you know, 
some real shit goes down. Fair. In which case, and and we're okay, back. But we speaking speaking of you just got paid and you did a job. Mm-hmm. That's how you and I know each other. We did. Was it for the MTV Movie Awards or was it the so, VMAs? So I actually have. I we. It, Full disclosure, Aaron and I talked about this briefly before we recorded, and she's like, we're going to talk about how we met. I don't remember a ton. And I stupidly said, I remember it all. <laughs> and then as soon as I had yeah. said it out loud, I was like, what were we there for? Why? Like, I remember I remember our interaction and, like, what the setup was, but I don't remember yes. what we were doing there. But I think it was something to do with, it was some sort of promo for an award show on MD. It was some sort of Viacom production that much yeah I, I it know. was it was either mtv or or vh1 yeah and there were some funny girls and i'm air quoting here <laughs> funny girls that had a career a lot of followers and they were on a plane right and so we were on a fake plane all day and that was pretty fun that was actually i don't have you ever done anything like that where you were like in a, like a significant like prop like that no, no, yeah. never, and haven't since, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm really blinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was like, no. yeah, it was like, oh, wait, yeah, it you're, was like you're in a plane? Very what? cool. Yeah. Very weird, very cool, in a plane, on the ground, people all over, all in the plane. Yep. You just got lucky to sit by someone who wasn't weird. You know, it was in so many ways. So, yeah, so we're there to do this shoot. We are essentially background actors in this shoot. Yes, right? absolutely. Like, that's like my what? bun made it in. That was the only thing you could see was the top of my hair bun. If you have it, if you could find it, because I don't think I ever saw it, and I would love to. I would love to know what the finished product was of like. Yeah, actually, I know I have a screenshot of it. At least I did on my Instagram and a, and a, and a drawn arrow pointing to my bun. Okay. Great, because no, I would. I'll see if I can find it. I'll I'll put a note. Because <laughs> because by the way, I'm next to that bun is where the story yes, is. Yes, you're going. right there. I'm right there. <laughs> so, so we're That's doing. So funny. We're doing this thing, and actually, so uh, I don't know how you got the job, but I got it from uh, Leah Doobie. Uh, okay, I think because yeah. I was on her basketball team, so that must have been okay. How I got involved. Okay, so Leah. Uh, Great comedian, uh, writer, producer, worked mm-hmm. in like the promos department of Viacom. Um, and she actually hired me on a different job where I got to be and meet Ja Rule. And I was actually Ooh. in that, like, as a, yeah. So that was very cool. Like, to this day, before I had, or after Fire Festival? Oh, very. This was a long time ago. Like, we're going back. Okay. And, yeah, yeah. This <laughs> so is, he hadn't been. He had, no, it was, it was one of those moments where it was like, <laughs> What? Like, Ja Rule, me, and you, together? Like, this is what dreams That's are made cool. of. This is what 1998 Scott, like, yes. watching TRL's <laughs> dreams were made of. This is why I did this. <laughs> yes. This is why I moved here. So it was a promo shoot for whatever this thing was. And I think, like, much like a regular plane, it would have been very possible to, like, get stuck for, like, whatever we were there for, like, eight hours, like, next to someone mm-hmm. And you'd just be like, well, it's me and the smelly person for the next eight hours yep. while we like get this paycheck. And it was like this really strange thing that I haven't had. I, like I've had a couple of instances on an actual plane where you like try and be nice and talk to the person. And then mm-hmm. midway through, all of a sudden the turn happens and they want to sell you something or, you know, Jesus is involved. Yeah. And that's fine. That's great. But like that wasn't what sure. you, we didn't but, start yeah. there. So 
Anyway, right. uh, we're yeah, like, we started with where are you from, right. not where are you going. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not who's going to be there when it's over. And you're like, okay. Right. <laughs> uh, I don't know, to be honest with you. And the fact that you're so confident is troubling. But it is worrisome, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of those weird things where, like, it obviously, and even higher, I would say, percentage chance under these circumstances where it's like 60 people working on this promo shoot or whatever commercial and you're just going to get stuck next to someone in like your airline fake plane it looks like a real plane like it's the same thing you can't like fully stand up it's like it's a plane you're not the seats are crunched you're just kind of it's like yeah that it could have gone so wrong like you know you could have you like you could have got stuck next to like somebody who only wanted to talk to you about crystals or someone who just wanted uh-huh. to tell you about all the auditions they've had like all the yes, archetypes that's the person i feared the most the yeah. audition person who just wants to talk about that yep yeah so or like who what who's your agent what agency are you with did you go to the yes. party did you <laughs> yes. did you bring a wine bottle to say thank you to them you're like actually no like is that a thing cuz i'm poor uh-huh. so no i haven't uh, also what is this agent you're talking about how do i get <laughs> one of those uh, yeah could you give me a number help me because we're uh, we're working background on this mtv like commercial so we haven't, we haven't cracked the code yet i don't think i don't think the agent would have allowed this to happen so yes yes, <laughs> yes this is the opposite of an agent yeah. at work i hear so the fact that the and now by the way we should say it's not like you and i have ever like we have not talked like this in years like we right we've we've accidentally auditioned together right but like we haven't like had a full-time conversation at least in the last like three years because it's been you know what's been and so the rapport that you're all listening to right now is like (laughs) (laughs) but it was it was like this with a stranger stuck in this airplane for like eight hours where it was just like we had i that was one of the most fun adventures on a set I've like ever had like it was- I, same and it made me feel like I could do background after that and I attempted a few other things that went very Oops. wrong <laughs> sorry I'm talking like one girl like I think I got like a miniature like stalker like and my miniature I don't mean like size wise I mean like she was like casually stalking me it felt like and so like I was like oh I think I I think I like had a great experience and I should have just like let mm. it go. Okay. Um, but I didn't. I tried a few more and it just felt like I had I I I moved on. I needed to move on. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I'm yeah, like, we I'm, had we had I'm, a lot of fun. Yeah. So that was like we had it was like our heroine of, you know, background experiences mm-hmm. where it was like it's never gonna you're never gonna get that again. You should just move on to the yeah. from what I'm told. Let it go. From what I'm told. Um, yeah, you haven't done it. You don't know. I don't know, but that's what I've heard that you know you're chasing that dragon. And yeah, uh, you saw it on Breaking Bad maybe once. One time, then you've you know, been wondering <laughs> about it ever since. <laughs> I've Googled it and looked for context clues, <laughs> and just so I could know for moments like this to seem cool, uh, to fit yeah. in. But no, it was like it really was like like very um, immediately <laughs> we re- like we recognized that like hilarity of the scenario that like obviously we're not going to be in this thing we're Absolutely just like we're just a, you're just we're just a body and mm-hmm. 
I, at that point, I had done a few different random, like I, I kind of knew the deal. It was like, hey, I'm here for a paycheck, and like it's good to have someone who has the power to say yes to things, you know, kind of not owe you one, but like basically say like, oh, yeah. thank you. Like that was, we needed people, and you did it. So it was, but it was so much fun to goof around, and like literally, I think we just like, like not even, because I'm sure people listening to the podcast would say, like, you're not someone who would mock something in a mean way. But, like, we were just having... It was so hilarious. Yeah. Like, everything that was going on and that, like... And the <laughs> joke that, like, has sustained, by the way... This is, like, real yep. power. The joke that had sustained this uh, relationship... Uh, has been this idea that we were like, this is it. We're going to get fucking famous from like just being the <laughs> yes, ninth fucking head famous. fucking famous. That's right. And it was like, we were just like yelling at like, at some point, if it was like a more professional shoot, we might've gotten in trouble. Cause we were just like, absolutely doing our own thing in the background, yeah. just being like fucking famous back here. What's up? Private plane. And this, <laughs> and you know what sucks? <laughs> you know, it sucks. It was like too, it wasn't, it was so far long ago that it wasn't, it wasn't like we weren't in the era where we could have like really got some good content and like used it to like clout chase. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like we right, really, right. we could have positioned. It was like the beginning of Instagram. Yeah. Like nothing. It was like, there was no stories, no live, no nothing. No it nothing. was like, you post a photo and that's it. And like eight people only had Instagram at the time. Like, right. So you got seven likes, seven, maybe eight, you yeah. know? So it was very low. <laughs> that we had no, we had nowhere to put this energy. Right. And and all like and no real benefit to be like we could have made it seem like we actually were crushing it because the like the plane set up and like everything yes, else. Like yeah. we were, yo, big day on set, me right here, forty thousand feet. You don't know, just kidding. We're like in a we're in a fucking garage. <laughs> in, a yeah, in Van Nuys. In Van Nuys. All right. <laughs> cool. You see this it's crafty but it's not really it's just granola bars yeah we're here i feel i feel like we were doing like it like we were doing behind the scenes comedy yeah and that for better or for worse in my life is like i love performing but what i love more is being in the back of something where i am not supposed to be funny and then making people laugh and maybe getting in trouble like that will. And I blame my, my band teacher, uh, Mr. Allen in the seventh grade, I was the trombone player in the back row and he had played trombone. And he was like, he was like the best part about being a trombone player is you're far away from the conductor. Make everyone wish they were back there with you. And like, it was like lighting a little fire under my trombone ass like I was just like I was like I will like so that like that is what that day ignited <coughs> in me is no one asked me to be funny no one cared if I was funny all I wanted was to do everything like we weren't we weren't being crazy we were just being like funny and chill low-key low and key. also making each other laugh like so annoying to everyone else but also they wanted to be us i mean okay? you know i've never i was i have no musical like inclination or talent and so i don't know the that's like but it make that analogy makes a lot of sense where it did feel like we were in that row that you're talking about like far because mm -hmm. like where they were filming it was like eight rows up like we were like literally yeah. like nine rows deep in this plane where you're just 
as soon as we realized, like, I was like, I think I even said, like, it's just going to be, if anything, it's going to be the top of our head. Like, we don't even, yep. we don't even really it need was, to be and here. It was. And it was. <laughs> it's so, it was. <laughs> I put my hair especially tall so I could maybe get seen. Oh, man. And yeah, we just, I've, you're right. Like, I've, I didn't have that band experience, but that sounds like exactly what it was. Like, we were just, like, in our own little world back there. And, like, yep. whatever was going on, I have to imagine the people in the front were like, God, I want to be back there they're doing whatever they're having a blast they're having fun that's all i care about yeah that was a really and i'm i'm sorry that you went and did more background work after that because i don't think that i have not had an experience like that even in like there's been a few professional settings where like it's you know it actually you do have that type of like chemistry but like yeah that's with like people working to get that chemistry not just like a stranger in this like just fun yeah yeah in this like scenario so that has been and you know i I was going to ask you about this uh at that time right because like from from that experience like i wouldn't say it's certainly not stalker-ish but it was in the time in which you would then like oh cool like we'll keep in touch via social media or whatever and i feel like yeah in that way like i know what my interpretation of like kind of your career journey your like comedy journey all of these things that like you kind of see it just in the you know in the background as another square on social media and <clears throat> but when you did that when we were there together at that time were you like were you working on that thing you're talking about of like wanting to be that type of comedy or were you just because it's funny, like now you host a podcast, you've done a bunch of stuff, right. like you're, you know, I feel like you've, you have a voice that you kind of embody when you're doing it. <clears throat> but yeah. at that time, like I felt like I just met Aaron, like a person, like yeah. that who was naturally funny and like having a good time. Do, was that true or were you already, was that kind of part of, where was that in your, because again, it wasn't a successful point. I don't think we got more than $300. So <laughs> like, like. Sorry to interrupt the episode, but we've got to talk to you guys about one of our favorite sponsors, Athletic Greens. Now, you guys have heard us talk about how much we love Athletic Greens, how much it's a part of both Stinger and I's daily life. Um, But I wanted to tell you guys, like, I got into it um, when I was traveling a lot. They have... um, these little travel packs that have saved my life on trips that, you know, you can't always count on the middle of America to just have kind of the greens that you need to start your day. Now, no offense, middle America. I'm sure you could find it. But when I'm just like groggy, don't know what city I'm in, guess what? Athletic Greens has come through for me. Now, it tastes healthy. It makes me feel like I'm a, like a, like, um, a fitness influencer, if you will. If you have ever, um, tasted what that tastes like, it's awesome. Like, um, the actual flavor of athletic greens is actually really good. It's like this, like, um, like a mild tropical taste that is not too crazy and actually pretty yummy. Um, But yeah, I've also handed these little travel packs out to my parents who used to think um, potatoes are vegetables. So that's where we're at. This is, we're getting people, getting people started um, with a little health 
in the morning. Um, so if you guys don't know Athletic Greens, if you've never heard us talk about them, um, it is with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. So this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of the things, okay? So I take mine in the morning. I have it with a, some ice cold water, a scoop. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling ready to conquer the day. Um, I have sent this to my family. They love it. They, they don't really understand how ordering things online works. So I just keep, you know, sending it to them and they're happy with it. Um, now this is, uh, it's lifestyle friendly. So whether, um, you're doing like a keto thing, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, this is going to work with your, whatever kind of diet you're working with, it's going to help you. Um, it contains less than one gram of sugar. Um, it has high quality ingredients that your body can actually process, no nasty chemicals or artificial ingredients. Um, this is actually like having 75 high quality vitamins and minerals. Like this costs you when you break it down less than $3 a day. So the athletic greens, um, like system was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health and wanted to make a difference in their own life and wanted to do it for, at a cost that, that everyone could kind of manage. So it's cheaper than getting all of those 75, all of that. It's cheaper than that. Um, so look into it, see if you want to get invested in it. We love it. We support it. Um, right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. So it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash dumbbells to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Hey, you guys. Okay, so we are talking about one of our favorite sponsors, BetterHelp. So I started going to therapy when I had a couple of friends, very close friends, tell me that they felt like they didn't know me anymore. And it made me feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, I can't, I can't figure out why. And are they crazy? Am I crazy? Is anyone really crazy? Or do we all just have a bunch of stuff we've got to dig through? 
And I will tell you guys, it was tough to train my brain out of the patterns that I had just gotten so used to over my life. I didn't start therapy till I was in my 30s. And so that's a long time to kind of have your um, your thought patterns established, your 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 the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's you know, it's established, it's popping off and I will say that having a therapist step in to help me actually retrain my brain in more healthy ways um, was life altering. And it might not sound like it, but like how much can I get into right here without going crazy or, or maybe even crying? But it was so awesome and I wouldn't have believed it if it hadn't happened to me that a therapist, a good therapist can help you with retraining your mind, your thought processes, um, hopefully in healthy new ways. Um, so if any of you out there are looking to start with a therapist, um, better help is an amazing place to start. Uh, it's convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online, uh, which at first I was kind of like when the pandemic happened and I had to switch from in-person to online, I was nervous about it. But now I love it and I don't have like a million hours in the car before and after, which is nice. Um, and I can do it from the comfort of my home or I don't even have to be like seen on camera if I don't want to. Um, BetterHelp will match you with the therapist after filling out a brief survey and you can switch therapists at any time, which is a really cool thing about BetterHelp that you don't necessarily get with just a regular therapist at, in your town, like better help. If you're not loving your therapist, they will help you find one that is really matched with you. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash dumbbells today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash dumbbells. Where were no, you think, as a as a person, a performer? I guess. I think if I could, if I could be a comedian by doing what we did. Okay. <laughs> but that's not how you make money, unless you're a writer. But that doesn't give me the validation because, yeah. like, I, like, I love. I think that's why I like doing comedy with a partner, like me and Melissa doing comedy together. It has like, it's, we're obviously in front of people, but it's still like that relational, like mm -hmm. it, it works because you're bouncing off of each other. Mm -hmm. Same with like Stinger, you know, like having a, a podcast partner. Like I hate doing stand up alone. I have done it probably less than 10 times and I, I might like it more if I did it more, mm -hmm. but standing up there alone, like I would just only do crowd work. I would just do, hi, do you, do you want to do this set with me? Okay. Uh, you know, like that, which, Hey, that might be fun. Um, but, but so that's like, I think I like, I like friendship comedy. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, and like the reason, like the reason that I ask is that like, 
like obviously, like I said, it's from afar, right? Like you've seen, like I, you weren't, were you and Melissa performing together at that time? Like, cause this was like, I want to um, say like Yeah, 20. we were, but we were pretty new to LA. So I don't know how, I don't know how far we had gone. Okay. With anything yet. Because like that experience, I feel like was, and like I said, it's, it's now interesting to see kind of, you know, like the host of the dumbbells, the person who's doing all these, you know, like, you, like everyone kind of goes on their journey. But like in that moment, it kind of felt like a little bit like this whole time, like to me at least, I was like, oh, but like I actually like know that person because like you couldn't do a bit for, it, we right. were there for so long. Like you'd have, you at some point you just have to be yourself. And I remember really thinking like, wow, I hope in the same way that you kind of see anyone with talent, you go, I hope other people get to experience like the, like, this is gonna sound so corny, I'm sorry. Uh, like the like the truth of a person, you know what I mean? Like the truth, mm -hmm. like the, the true kind of actual, like funny, like good time that that was, because like that to me, like you do a lot of stuff, even things that are successful and it's like, you're miserable, it stinks. Like it just, you know, yeah. like the, all of it. But like that was so fun that you thought, man, if. If anyone was doing that or got to experience that person, like what a joy they would get from it. Like that's how it, you know, it felt. That is maybe the nicest thing. I'm going to just go die. Have a nice night. Bye. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, listen. No, well, if we it, can't I mean, it was very fun. It was like, it was a, it was, it was so silly. I think that's who I am. But I think that that, that feeling of being the back of the bus kid making everyone laugh like that, I can't like, I wish I could bottle it. It does like give me life. Yeah. It gives me life. And I think it gives you life too, which is probably why it like worked for us to like be back there hosting our own show, doing our <laughs> own bits. Like yeah. they couldn't contain us. No, man, that was like, it was one of those things where like, yeah. And I think too, so and again, and this is like, I'm sure we'll eventually get to the point of your podcast, which is exercise. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's over. <laughs> um, but like, it, I think about like, that is like kind of what the point of performing is, right? Is to try and like give other people that feeling of like, like you said, it gives you like life. You feel so much lighter and <clears throat> happier because of having had that experience. So it's funny because like, listen, LA is a tough town, kids. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. You, you like end up, there are like kind of these moments that like, look again, it didn't matter in our careers at all, but like these moments where you go, oh, okay, that was something that like I can remember and think on that like, hey, like that could happen again, you know, you could. Yeah, you, you could, can have a crazy one-off fun experience or you might get a stalker. Or you might get a stalker. I'm still taking <laughs> applications from that 2013 <laughs> background <laughs> work. If anyone wants to. I'll tell you, just do one more. And at that <laughs> final one, that'll be where it kicks in. I'm telling you. Great. Just circle back for one more. Swear to swear <laughs> to me and the dumbbells. You'll do it one more time. One more time. The uh, the beginning of all great movies. Just one more. <laughs> yeah. Just going hey, back ooh, for one final, one final one. background on the Mad uh, Men okay, reboot. So this is, Scott, this is the time we're going to start talking about your ass and fitness. Okay. You ready? Let's do it. What'd you What'd you do when you were a kid? Did you do fitness? Did you do sports? That's usually what people do. <clears throat> yeah. So that's actually, as a listener of the pod, occasional, not all the time, not stalker level, but you know, checking in. 
Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Don't worry. I, I got it, Scott. I got it. <laughs> Just checking you in. barely listen. It's I've, okay. It was on in the background okay. one time. <laughs> in a, it wasn't even it's my okay. car. God. Uh, <laughs> it was an Uber. Oh, cool. Who was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. tell me. Um, yeah, so I did sports, um, and it's I was a, a three-sport athlete in high school. Um, whoa, 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 I, whoa. I this is another, like, London drop. Here we go. Three-sport in high school. What were they? Uh, Let so- me guess. Go ahead. Soccer? Yeah. That's what you're about to say? Yeah. You're tall for soccer. That's interesting. <clears throat> it's like what... Then people make their like white children do in New England is like play soccer. Ah, ah, yeah, there it is. Okay, um, basketball. Basketball. Yep. And baseball. Despite looking like a like quintessential baseball player, I was at the time not very good at baseball, so I played tennis. Whoa, twist. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So okay. soccer, tennis, basketball. Yes, and <clears throat> that's kind of where. Like for me, uh, and I think a lot, maybe a lot of people, like fitness was like a component of sports. So, you know, mm-hmm. you were, it's not the concept of like, oh, I'm going to work out to work out or something or exercise for the sake of exercise was never like, that wasn't a concept. It was, you were mm-hmm. doing it, you were running because you ran in soccer or you were running sprints in basketball or, you know, weight room you know, when you're in high school, which like looking back, <clears throat> I will say like, cause we, uh, you were at a CrossFit gym, right? You, that was part of your experience. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> in whatever, like whenever CrossFit really took off, let's call it like 2012, 2012 to 2015 was really kind of like every corner yeah, you went hot. in LA, people were just like running and you were like, what are yes. you, why are we running on La Brea? Like, this is weird. <laughs> like, let's yep. not. And then for me, it was like running down Lancashire. That's what I always saw people running down Lancashire. Right. So there was like this huge. It was like toe, toe shoes. Toe shoes. A lot of toe shoes. A lot of, <laughs> lot of conversations about burpees and what way to do a, uh-huh. a snatch pull up or whatever the hell the thing was. And sure. you swing. All, all that stuff, right? Which is fine. But yeah. I remember having this like kind of real like moment of like, you know, it, I wonder what it would have been like to do fitness only as an adult. Like to not have the experience of like fitness packaged into competition and fitness mm-hmm. like packaged into, which again, maybe it's, I'm sure it's different for kids now because the internet and smartphones and the ability to find real information. But like I, when I, my introduction to like with lifting weights was some like guy who was the quote strength coach who I just think didn't like move on from high school being Uh like this is how you like lift weights and you're like is it like I don't know this seems like you know and and what ends up happening through any sort of kind of competition right you like you have injury you have like kind of a burnout like all these different things that kind of go with it and I always remember being like kind of jealous of a dude who you'd see and you like you know if you'd like tossed homie a beach ball he couldn't catch it but like, <laughs> my God, if he didn't look like he was doing a lot of weight on a squat rack and like doing sure. some real pull-ups. And you're like, well, yeah, man. Cause like you didn't put your body through any form of strain like in your developmental you years. Young. Yeah, you went, like you started at 25 with the ability to like have rational thought and like purpose behind just exercising <laughs> as opposed to being like, we gotta beat the Redwall High School cause they live in a different town. Like. <laughs> That's what I'm training for, which is like, 
insane. So yeah, that's kind of, I've always had this like fantasy of like, what would have been like to do fitness without like all of this other baggage? If you just started fresh, like, you know what? I've just kind of been a guy going through a girl, whatever, just going through life. And uh, let me see if I can just like give exercise a try at like 28. It's so interesting because I have the opposite thought because I didn't do fitness young. Mm -hmm. And so I always think like, oh, what would my life have been like if I would have known I could like do exercise to to adjust my or change my body composition? Mm -hmm. And so it's fascinating to me that you are like a person that did three sports and you're like... Like you have a fantasy of what would my life have been like if I was 28 and just starting. That's well, so funny. Well, yeah, and and it's actually like I thought like because I I don't know your total like experience with fitness, but like the I've like thought a lot about it when listening to some of the episodes I've listened to, where it's like it there is like a component of like this discovery kind of later in life. Like I know Stanger uh, yeah. was an athlete and all of that, but like Eugene has yeah. talked about, or you've talked about like discovering these things later, and kind of like any other thing that you can discover later, like there is like an advantage of like not having your brain in a developmental hormonal state that is like the motivating factor for why like. I imagine now it's probably like a high school athlete now has the ability to like, there's so much more information and they can understand the most important thing of like recovery time, like rest, proper stretching, all of these things, which like, uh, spoiler alert for anyone under the age of like 28, like that like wasn't a thing in like high school and like college athletic, like it's literally right. like, are your, can you play? If you can play, then go play. It's like, I know, but I think I'm going to like blow an ACL. And it's like, yeah, well, but again, those kids live in a different town. So like you got to play. And like next thing you know, you're walking with a limp for no reason. Like you're not getting paid yeah. like off this. So I don't know. I think it's like, I really have thought a lot about like, you know, now being a dad of like what the, <coughs> like the competitive part of fitness, I think shouldn't, like what would it be like to not have that? Because and the other part to that is that like, <clears throat> if you look at most retired athletes, right? There are, there are occasional examples like Shannon Sharp, who uh, still looks like a Greek God at the age of like 52, right? Shout out to mm-hmm. Shannon doing a uh, flywheel in West Hollywood uh, back in 2016, me and him on a bike next to it. And I was like, wow, you're still a professional athlete. Like, holy crap. Shannon Sharp was a professional football player. If you don't know, uh, he's currently, um, well, I, I assumed a WNBA player. Um, re- <laughs> I, was, <laughs> well, I, was if, I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> so, but like, if you look at most retired professional athletes, they look horrible. They like, they really let themselves go. They like, you know what I mean? Like you see someone who was like a, the most. I've seen Charles Barkley. I've seen Shaq, you know. Yeah. And, but I think part of that is that like, and I, and people like to make fun of the guy who like, you know, lives his glory years through high school or whatever, like as a archetype of someone. But like, there is a component of like, knowing like whatever that point was and for some people it's high school right and some people it's you know they're one of the greatest athletes in the world but wherever you were like your fitness and this whole other competitive part are all tied together and it's really hard to like recreate that and and or also be like you know it's like well 
I was always doing it for a reason, and the reason was never me and my well-being. It was me as an athlete, me as a competitor, me as a, you know, trying to achieve something. So <clears throat> I also think that's been, as an adult, like a real kind of journey as someone who was like, you know, you didn't, you didn't have to work out in high school because you practiced for three hours a day. Like, you know, right. you're yeah. a teenager. You're just like running around. Like, that's what you did. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, you're 27 and you're like, all right, well, I guess I have to do this because what, what am I, why, why, what is the point? And I like, so when you see like mm. retired athletes, like I actually think it's like some component of, you know what, I'm never going to beat that 25 year old. So the hell with it. Like, and I missed out on like yeah. the rest, the donuts, the like all of it. And I'm going to have it now, even though it's like not good yeah. for you. So those are my two big, those are my big off the top uh, fitness theories like what would have been like so are you comparing yourself to a professional athlete you know (laughs) now that we're here now that we're here let's get into it now that I've talked about it when did you peak Scott (laughs) (laughs) when was it you know what's funny it's so funny the two by the way that like if I were to tell you if I were to like earnestly answer that question which I'm happy to do (laughs) Like people would be like, "What is wrong with this? Like, what? Is, like, what? Is, you played Division three college basketball? Whoa! Take it easy, the player at an art school at a school known for like <laughs> producing artists. Wow! What? Oh, f- I love that. <laughs> Henry- hey, that listen, being any being any college athlete, period, is impressive to me. Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, sure, like, it's fine, but, like, it's one of those, like, so I could, if I earnestly answered that, right, like, it would be so easy to, like, kind of be like, oh, my God, but at the same time, no one's, like, making fun of the person who, like, posts their, like, you know, they're at the gym, and they're like, hey, new PR today, like, it's just, like, a bunch of people being like, yes, new PR, great, man, like, good form, love to see it, film it, whatever, like, put it out there, and, like, all of a sudden, like, that person's a hero, but, like, if somebody was, like, you know, when I was 17, I was, like, pretty good at football in this, like, selected geographic area. Like, I was good at this thing. And, like, I'm sorry they don't make adult 28-year-old football, guys. Like, I tried playing fucking adult kickball, and I got kicked out because I took it too serious. That's not me. I'm, this is the character whose life Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, it's just a character. I get it. I love character stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that character is a somehow yeah. that guy's a villain, and they got to make you know <laughs> that dodgeball movie about him, as opposed to like some person who was just like never did anything when they were like nineteen, and then they're like, "Cool guys, I'm thirty two. Like, look at my like best PR." And you're like, "Okay, man, like, cool, but like, why are you cool and I can't be cool for being great at this other time?" So. Yeah. Oh man. Listen, I just saw something on uh an Instagram f- that I follow that is like I'm going to forget their names now, but they're doing fine. They don't need my plug. Um but it's like a couple, they're a married couple and they have a podcast. Um but they were talking about doing PRs for different segments of your life. Interesting. Because like you're saying, like if you did let's just say peak in high school, peak in college. Like, yeah. Will your 30, whatever year old body be able to beat that? Maybe, but maybe not. Like if it was like that good, you really might not be able to beat it. Um, 
And I just thought that was fascinating because I deal with like, um, I deal like, you know, I'm, I'm 38. I have a lot of clients that are around my age and having babies Mm -hmm. and they want it when they come back from having a baby, they want to get their body back is like a lot of the verbiage that they use. Yeah. And I have really tried to say, and, and things are shifting, but it's still like people want to go back. So many people, not just even with babies, like I want to get back to this time in my life and look like I did then. And I just like, I hear myself and I, I have to say it to myself too, because it is like something I deal with as well, which is like, you are not the person anymore. Like you are not you are not a college athlete. You are not, uh, you are not pre baby. You are where you are. Like, like even I'll speak for my own life. It's like, I see photos where I'm like, Oh, that was when I was just like losing weight and getting muscles. I wish I looked like that now, but now I'm eight years into this and I'm not a newbie anymore. I don't just like, I don't look like that because I haven't been doing this for a year and a half. I've been doing this for eight years. So what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I weigh more, but I look different. Okay. Am I okay with that? Is everyone okay with that? It's just like, it's like constantly reevaluating what actually matters. Yeah. And so like, does your, your, does your bench press? Is it as much as when you were 17? I don't know, but maybe it could be, and maybe it could be better now. Like, is your mile time faster? Maybe not. And maybe that one, you just let go. Like, you know, like there, <laughs> there are some <laughs> just, things where I'm like, well, you know, it's like, it's really, you know, it's, it's because you work with people. That's like such a interesting perspective of being able to, cause like when you do what you're doing, you're able to see kind of themes that like appear, right? And like that idea mm-hmm. of like yeah. going back is like, yeah. I think that's probably a really universal thing, no matter like what your experience yeah. with fitness is. And it's also, it's so funny <clears throat> that I think for specifically people like in, like let's say you were born like pre-1995, right? Where you spent a lot of time where there may only be like so many pictures that you have or like so many VHS tapes that your parents or someone took. And, but like one of the things that you kind of learn from that in the way that like maybe kids don't have that experience now because there's so many pictures and so many things is that like, if you were to say like, when, when did you peak at least from memory? Like I would say, cool, when I was a senior in college, I was probably, that was like, the kind of closest I was to dunking a basketball. That was like when I was, I had a great experience of like going through a major like heartbreak and like nothing better to like get you in the gym over the summer. Get you motivated. Than, than being yep. sad, you know? And so yep. <laughs> just being alone and sad, that's a great one. And so, and I look back and I go, you know, damn, like I really do wish I had some more like video footage, you know, picture evidence of mm-hmm. like who that person was. Cause I remember it so fondly and all of that until every once in a while though, you can like get when you wa- like go watch, if there's a video, like go watch yourself in high school 
or whatever, whatever age, even oh, five, ten, and you go watch it and you go, oh my God, like I sounded like that. I said those sort of things. I was like, I don't want to be that guy. Like I'm not that person. So it's funny that we don't allow the same kind of evolution of our like of our fitness or our exercise journey to like mature as well, right? Because you're not the 22, you're not, you don't see the world as you did when you were 22 and have those ex- like, you know, like all the manner, all of that stuff, but like somehow you're like, oh, but actually, like you said, you're eight years into your th- thing now. If you went and like watched a video of yourself from a year and a half in, you'd be like, who is that person? You know? Yeah. And so it's like yeah. kind of strange though that we like allow ourselves to think about this one physical component as if that shouldn't mature and change as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I think that that like if there was like one thing I could just like give my clients was like just forward forward motion toward a new goal. And for myself because I think that that's like truly the hardest thing in that motivation, like getting into the gym, getting like like finding new goals. I have like I think like I think when you're like when you are a trainer, you kind of attract people in that same kind of zone as you. So like got married, I want to have a kid. So I, I'm like, I have like oh, so many clients who are getting married, having children, and I get like the bride goals. So you have like a day, you have a dress, you have a, a like people want to take your picture and then you have a you want to have a baby. So it's like you have these kind of like life moments that are dictating your goals. And then when those end, it's like, what do you do? What do you do next? Like you just, you become a retired basketball player and you just eat the donuts. You You live your life and you go the hell with it. Until a doctor goes, you know, oh, warning, warning, things have gone off the rails. And then you're like, oh, crap, okay, I my wish, bad. I wish a doctor would do it. That Maybe it would get better, like, results if they were in there with a little sound. <laughs> woo, woo, and you're like, whoa, doc, you went to Harvard, bro. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, right, that's how, that's how fucked up you got me right now. I'm doing cartoon sounds. You got sounds. me over here going, <laughs> That's how far you've fallen. I don't fallen. even do this shit normally. <laughs> <laughs> don't you tell anyone that I did it, but that's how fucked up you got me right now. Yeah, that's, that's on you. <laughs> that's on me. I'm responding to what you're putting out. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, though, no, that's, well, it's, you know, the, the goal, like that part of it too, right, of having a thing, it's, so you got married during the pandemic. Congratulations. Um, thank you, thank you. What happened to you in the pandemic? Well, so the, Actually, so we got engaged um, in like the fall of 2018. Uh, Fun fact, don't get yourself engaged in late fall. Like don't, that's a bad time because even in before, before pandemic times, like that's, it's not enough time to get married in the spring. The following fall has already been booked. So now you're looking yep. at the following spring or like, do I mean, no shame on anyone wants to get married in the winter or something, you know, whatever, do whatever you got to do. But if you're like, if you had an, a vision, you might be looking at two years down the road because you like, you're going to pop that question like 18 months in advance, playboy, like, or you're, 
It, yep. You take something that's stressful and make it way more stressful <laughs> when it's like, cool, you want to get married? Like, you, there's one venue left in October next year. Make a decision today. And you're like, uh, yep. I, I was going to, you know, I didn't finish posting yet, so I don't know <laughs> that I can <laughs> give a deposit today. I got to get these likes before anything else. <laughs> yeah, man, I got to get some credit here on the, uh, so... So because of the pandemic and just like the way that we got engaged, like I said, late fall, uh, my bad, um, the, uh, all of that just kind of went out the window um, and we just kind of got to a point where we said, well, we're just going to move forward and do other things like house, baby, et cetera. We're just, you know, but the funniest thing to that was well before I had met um, Betsy, my uh, non-wife, uh, but like, you know, wife, the <laughs> no, non-marriage no marriage, uh, ceremony wife, um, I used to do this joke <laughs> all about how like I thought weddings were so dumb because it was like you have this like incredible day with all of your friends, like it's the best day of your life and you're doing it at the beginning of your relationship together, right? Like, so you have the Mm -hmm. biggest day ever on day one. And then like six years later, it's just Thursday. Like, how are you gonna like, Mm -hmm. you can't get it back, right? You told everyone this was the best day of your life. So like, you're, you know, what do you do from there? It's like having a championship parade before the season starts. And then you gotta play a back-to-back in (laughs) Phoenix in February and it's like, we already had the parade. What are we doing? Like, what are we? So, yeah, we didn't that's have That's the a- best analogy I've ever heard in it. That's a great, you got to take that, take that back to London. If yeah. you didn't already. <laughs> take that back to, put that back in the set. No, but like, yeah. that's, you know, and that was like, but I, and I do kind of feel that way uh, still a little bit that it's like a real big, it's real, uh, you know, obviously, look, we all missed out on everyone's wedding and it, all the things and drama with it. So like the idea of being together with people you love and care about and having fun, like, but I think now we could all go, yeah, it's probably worth it. Like it's a, you know, an experience, whatever. But I do think for the married couple, like, you know, that's a tough thing to, to start so high, which is kind of yeah. like for the fitness point or whatever the case may be, right? Like you said, you hit that goal and then what, you know, and then now what, like now why, yeah. like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. you know, so no, totally, totally. I can understand that like version of it of like, what, what do we, where do we go from here? Um, I'm asking your- where do we go from here? Uh, I will say, I do tell everyone that they should do what I did, what Jason and I did, which was get courthouse married, Mm -hmm. wait another year, and then throw the party. Mm -hmm. Because, like, right when you're, like, sad that people are over it, you reel them right back in. (laughs) And then you throw the party of a lifetime. My friend... uh, well, Jason's friend, I have, I've now taken him too, but he said it's our victory lap of, mm. of uh, like a year of being married. Yeah. And I will say, they say the first year is the hardest. I don't know. I don't know if, if they had a spinal cord injury involved when they said that, but I will say that the first year is, was hard and it was a very fun way to celebrate our one year of being married legally married right um 
And now I can't think of, and I, I bet you guys will have a similar experience if you decide to have like the party, Yeah. which is like when you feel the waiting for so long and like you have been through it, it's the best party you will ever go to. Like I yeah. just kept screaming, this is the best night ever. Like I just like, <laughs> I couldn't stop screaming it. Jason was like nowhere to be found. I was just like dancing with my friends and having the best time of my life. And it was such a great night. So I, I hope that you guys get to do it, but it sounds like you guys did other stuff. Well, yeah. And well, you know, it's funny. So the, the actual bit, like the joke, uh, would basically come along uh, the way it ended, which again, like this is just like, it's a joke, but it's also like, you know, how I had felt is that like, we're all there. You're, everyone goes to the wedding to do what you just said. Like, that's so much better, right? To celebrate, hey, you guys made it through a year. Like, great. You've like, <laughs> yeah. no, but because like, that's an accomplishment. Yeah. That's something, you know, to do. Cause it's like, I used to say like, hey, as far as I understand, we're here to celebrate that you two people have found eternal happiness, which that's good for you. But what does that do for me? Shouldn't you be <laughs> like, shouldn't you come to, why do I have to fly to Ohio for you? <laughs> Like, why don't you come see me and console me on like, still working it out, still trying to find somebody. I'm alone. Like, bring me a blender. Like, I, like, you guys have dual incomes I'm now. Alone. Yeah, yeah. I'm alone. I need the blender. You guys are, you're good. You guys like, well, have love. Come yeah, on. Yeah, like, if you want to throw a party, let's have it at 10, like, have a, I'll have a wedding, like, you know, go have your big party at 10 years. Do something. Earn it a little bit. Like, make me go, okay, good investment. Like, this is a blue chipper. Like, we got past the seven-year itch like okay i'll put some money into a mutual fund for you okay like but like that's you make a good point you know so yeah more than I, a joke a good point yeah that's uh that'll be the title of the special more than a joke a good more point than a joke. <laughs> i think uh you're welcome yeah um, no thank you wow i mean that's such a good point i hope everyone out there that is engaged it, it just stop everything. <laughs> just cut it. Just just stop. Just cut it. Cut it. Keep the ring, obviously. Like obviously. you're not getting, you're not breaking up, but just like, just save it. Just save it. Yeah, because I mean, I bet you're the that experience again. Like you said, uh, no matter what it would be, I do imagine. You know, there's more sense of an accomplishment rather than throwing a great big party and being like, no, good luck. Like, don't let us down. Yeah. Well, also, it makes me sad when people go through the 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 ordeal of getting married and then get divorced like within like two years because I'm like, I know how hard planning a wedding is. Yeah. The fact that you survived all of that to get to find to do the walk down the aisle and then you then you then you broke up after less you, than you, you must two really years. not like each other <laughs> you know what it's I mean? like, like it, i mean god help everyone like just so uh, it just hurts me it makes me sad i'm like how did you get that far to to just then stop <laughs> so i my favorite thing like it's so funny because i would that was for the longest time the wedding joke like this whole like bit around it it was like it was the clothes it was like a really like i loved it and people like by the end of the bit like it becomes this whole thing and everybody turns around right but like 
you would think with that kind of outlook on it that I wouldn't enjoy a wedding. But listen, I love a wedding. Let's like have a great time. Like what a great party. Everybody's having a blast, whatever. And my favorite part of weddings is the speech. Like I have like right now in my mind a running like ranking of like the best father of the bride speech I've ever heard, the best best man speech, the best, you know, uh, maid of honor, like all of those things. Because I love it as a performer. I think I just like yes. love to do it. And the best, like this is, it's like kind of sad to your point. The best father of the bride speech I ever heard was, <clears throat> it was all about that we were in this like rustic barn uh, that they had they had refinished and built and that's where the wedding was in this like, you know, rustic barn. And there's a spiral staircase and they had like put the spiral staircase in together and you have to like wrap this, the railing. And the the bride's father had said, you know, I was trying, I was in there, we were trying to figure it out. Me and the husband, you know, we're working, I can't do it, I'm, I'm cursing up a storm. I just like storm out of there, like the hell with this, like it'll never be done, like we have to get professionals. And he said, and meanwhile, like, you know, my daughter goes in there and the two of you are in there. And he goes, I don't know what you did, but like, you know, an hour later, you like came out, clap, you know, brush your hands off, and there it is. And then you're in the, we were in the room seeing the spiral circles going, holy shit, like, yeah, how did they do that? Like, and it essentially, you know, so if you guys can do that, you can do anything. Divorced two years later. Oh, no. I know. Such a good speech. Such a and good speech. And such, like, a, like, beautiful moment. And then it's like, the stair yeah. did the staircase crumble as they divorced, you know? No, the stair she got the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> you know what good for her good yeah, for right? her yeah, yeah. wow i mean savage savage yeah so to but your you point guys, yeah but you guys haven't so you guys haven't gotten married but what did you do instead we so everyone got into something during the pandemic and uh the thing we did i got real <laughs> I got real concerned about uh, the vaccine availability and like being in a large city. And I was like, we got to get out of here. And not like when the rich people did it, like right in the beginning where they're like, we're going to go to Hawaii or Montana sure. or mm -hmm. wherever. Like I was like, what if we just <laughs> bought a house in uh, New England and uh, we just moved there for the summer? What if we did that? We'll buy a house. Like, sure, we're, like, left the last 15 years in L.A., but, like, we've been stuck in this, you know, 900-square-foot bungalow in Venice for a year and a half. Let's just go do that. And it was like, okay, great. And at the same time we were doing this big adventure of, like, a thing to do, uh, it was like, well, we were thinking about, we were, you know, this everything got, the timing got all messed up. No wedding, and then we are wedding, we were trying to have kids, like, this whole thing, whatever. And uh, well, we paused all that. I was like, well, we should also, you know, my wife, uh, for better use of better term, uh, <clears throat> like was like, I'm only, you know, I'm only getting older. Like we're only getting older. We should probably God, start. It's like, so awful. Because it's like, so awful. Well, but we like only get older. <laughs> well, but like, no. And, and you, I'm sure, you know, if you're someone yeah. over the age of 35, that's like, you're a, they call it like geriatric pregnancy or something. Yeah. I like to say it's when the, it's the last minute of Nintendo that, Double times. Yeah, that's what you hear. And you're like, oh shit! Oh, sh I gotta find someone to love. <laughs> right. Like, and just that's the beginning of the, you know, just right. something. Yeah. So that's the so the 35 and up crew. And yeah, and she was gonna be high risk. Like there was gonna be like some considerations with it. And while I will say the do like the doctors that we saw at UCLA 
were pretty like, I, they were like very like, which, what else are they going to do? They're not going to be not optimistic. They want people to have children. That's what they've dedicated their life to. They're not going to tell right. you, hey, never going to happen. Get out of here. Like they're going to say, yeah. you, know, you know, whatever. So, but, so you, because of that though, you don't get kind of, I feel like the most like realistic picture and also no one ever knows like how long it's going to take, like what challenges right. you could face, all of that. And right. I, I was always someone who had felt like the last thing I would want to do is like hang this thing up that I had no control over as like some sort of defining part because that was like it just seemed really unfair to myself or to whoever I was with but like I really want to have a kid or something because what if you can't or what if it you know like all these things like it's it mm. what happens will happen it's like if only I could have that with my like career like any form of like where you just go yeah you know, it's you, actually really beautiful yeah, yeah I think like, that's I don't think enough people kind of look at it like that of like, you know, well, you know, when you hear the person you could have got stuck next to on that plane where they'd tell you about like, hey, you only book the jobs that are meant for you. And you're like, can you <laughs> shut the fuck up? <laughs> like, can you please? <laughs> can you honestly? Can you can we crash this fake plane? Can can that happen? Because that would be can way someone better. Someone kill me and this <laughs> fake plane. Like, please. Can this and so but like in that way that's like it was like kind of how i always felt about having kids of like you know you'll you'll have the family that you're meant to it just as like a <clears throat> a real uh expectation level setter so of course what happened was the like first opportunity <laughs> to get pregnant home run here we are oh i mean i mean that like honestly is it's, you know, as a person that just, I just talked about all my I, IVF stuff. It's, it's cool. Like, I'm like, I'm like happy for you guys. Like, because it is, it can be so unknown and so well, I mean, when vulnerable. We were, and then you guys knocked it out of the freaking park. Right. Which was like, it was almost, it was, you know, it's funny, obviously that <clears throat> you also, you never know how you're going to react in any kind of capacity to it, I think. But like, so <clears throat> we had just closed on this house that was supposed to be a place we would, cause like staying with your family got like, some people are blessed to do it. Our, like that would be the end of us or mm -hmm. our family. Like, it just couldn't work. Mm -hmm. So we were like, sure, we'll, we'll get a place and we'll have it. We'll go there for the summer when it's nice in New England. And then we'll come back to LA in the winter and we'll figure things out and you know, whatever. Also like you can afford, Ford-ish something not in LA in a way that you can't in LA. Um, right. <clears throat> so, but so we kind of like had this idea of like, you know, the the pandemic will get better and we'll have this great summer. We'll see our families who we haven't seen in two years, like, and we'll have this like great time. And then we find out that, you know, Betsy got pregnant and, and th those first 12 weeks are terrifying anyway. You're just like, you're just yeah. so like, that's when you're for all the high risk stuff, like the biggest chunk of time. So you're not saying anything and you don't, you're trying not to get too in your own head about it. And at one point when we finally got to the East coast, <clears throat> Betsy said, you know, <laughs> she's like getting more and more pregnant. And we finally told our you know family and then told friends or whatever. And she, <laughs> It's like we're heading into summer. She's like, I really, like, I really ruined our summer, didn't I? Like, I can't. We're not going. We're not going paddle boarding. We're not like hanging out with no mask because now all of a sudden, you know, we're now concerned about COVID again. Like, it was like this yeah. real 
like great thing, but like the timing was like kind of <laughs> like it was it was like hey we're supposed to like be trying for six months you know maybe it'll happen in the summer we'll have had some like great times like and then it'll nope nope. <laughs> You know, how about mask response? up, motherfucker? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you don't see any friends? Everyone has the summer of their life because they got a vaccine, and you're still going to the grocery store in a mask, being like, "Oh my god, Scared I have like, so much responsibility. Fuck! Like, what have we done?" Yeah. Yeah. So, but the end result was a, uh, a you saw before the show um, a, a wonderful, uh, happy baby named August, and uh, yeah, it's been uh, you know it's it's been wild. It's been wild to have that experience, especially like kind of not it wasn't unexpected. Like we didn't not plan for it, but like it's certainly like all things isn't exactly how you envisioned it going. Yeah. So what has your what has your life been like since having a baby? And because this is a fitness podcast, I also mean in fitness terms. Well, you know, because so, like we hear a lot about women, like I said, like yeah. getting getting their quote unquote body back. What's it like being a dad? You got what's going on? Well, so the craziest part of this, like the, again, this kind of weird timeline was. At some point during the, in the, when the big pandemic first started, I feel like most people who like weren't in a position where like, oh, like I, you have to, we were, we were in the position of like, you went home from wherever you were going and it was like, hey, it'll be two weeks. Like, just hang out, like enjoy the, yeah. enjoy a little break, you know, enjoy a little yeah. break and whatever, two weeks, watch it's the It's cute. Enjoy it. Yeah. Guys, have some fun. You know what I mean? Just like sleep in. <laughs> And so, like, God, the, that was wonderful. It was, wasn't wonderful it? It was like weeks. this, yeah. yeah. And it was like, you know, and it, it was easy to kind of feel like, okay, cool. Like, we'll just, you know, it'll be fine. We'll be, everything will be back. No problem. And during the beginning part of it, like, we, I think, like, a lot of people, we tried to do exactly what you're supposed to do. Like, we really, we didn't go anywhere. We didn't see anyone. We, like, did the groceries when, like, masks and gloves and all the crazy, like, you know, yeah. all that stuff, like this crazy <laughs> thing. But also, like, w- it was, like, this nice little break, and we were, like, I had, I was, like, we were exercising at home. We were, like, going on, the, we were doing all the things. And oh, it was, cute. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it was, like, really great. And then... Right in L.A. when uh, the 4th of July happened and they closed the beaches because, like, the Uh numbers were through the roof. It's like, it was, I can distinctly remember this, like, crushing feeling of, like, oh, God, this isn't, this is not two weeks. This isn't two months. This is, like, who knows? And, like, Mm. one thing I, it's weird to say you regret, like, a choice based on, like, health, but, like, we had done that. We had kind of throughout all of the iterations in that beginning part. We kind of took the position of like, well, let's just wait and see what happens. Like, let's not let's not venture out in the first. Let's not be the first people to be like, okay, they say the numbers are down. Like, let's go. Like, let's just yeah. give it a week. You know, we'll see what happens. Like, we miss one weekend, whatever. It's a long time, but if you take that point of view. And it keeps like, <laughs> it keeps like keeps failing. going and going. Yeah. yeah. Like, and you're like, oh god, like now now this is our choice and like but also what else do we do and so right around that summer like the middle of the summer I feel like I got very sad and like a lot of people Mm -hmm. like and was just like fuck it who like what are we doing like who knows like you know all of this sort of stuff and 
I would say at the time, because I just finished my show at KTLA, um, which I was never more grateful to like have left a per- like something that would have been uh, would have had to be one of those people going into work, um, you know, and producing a show and you know anchoring a show. And so at that point in time, that was so stressful. I'd probably put on about let's say an extra fifteen pounds just from working, like constantly, you know, working, driving, like being in the car, all the stuff, the stress, whatever. And so. By the time <clears throat> six months later, the pure depression of the pandemic sets in, like I really just kind of let it go. I was just like, you know what? Let's just order all the takeout and support the local businesses, and we'll just sit here <laughs> and live it up and just baby. watch TV and just like whatever. And so that went on for a, a, a significant amount of time. And I want to say that. I probably was like, let's say, <clears throat> let's say like the peak, like playing weight would be somewhere around like, I'm, I'm just like six feet, uh, was probably like 185, like 192, like, and that's like, you know, in basketball, tennis player shape, you know, like strong, but you know, lean. <clears throat> and for most of like the time when we would have met, like when I was just like kind of maintaining a life, you know, you're hanging in around like, you know, maybe two, 205 to, you know, 210 and you get to 210 and you go, all right, well, maybe, you know, maybe we'll take it easy for a couple weeks, you know, whatever. <laughs> sure. Yep. And at one point during this like kind of sprawl of time, I had gotten over 240 pounds. Okay. So like, <clears throat> you know, just really kind of like, here we go. Like this is. Yeah. Let it, you let, let it ride. It, you just let it ride. And at some point out of pure boredom, like honestly, pure boredom. I was like, well, I got to do something. And as many people know, uh, especially if you have an expectation or if you've like, you know, you've, you've been, you've done fitness and then you've had like, whether it's an injury or, you know, whatever reason you you got pregnant and you have like your body changes and you take some time off, you can't go back and just be like, cool. Well, I used to like, you know, I'd go run three miles and I would go do you because your body is different. You're carrying like more weight. It doesn't operate. And I was like, well, there's no way like in my little like tiny home apartment, I'll be able to like make this change just doing what I used to do. Not to mention all of a sudden, like it's really, I'm breathing pretty hard just walking. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) I'm gonna have to rethink this. And I, a friend of mine uh, who is a big, strong guy, uh, did multiple tours uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan, like, like big power lifting guy uh he had to during this time he had to get some he had to get a back surgery and uh he wanted to lose weight before doing the surgery because the doctor was like you know the lighter you can be the easier it'll be to recover he had read the pendulette book about how he like pendulette like lost all this weight doing this kind of like it's a version of like an elimination diet type thing it's just like changing your diet and he's like, you know, I did it and I lost like all this weight and I lost it really fast and I didn't have to exercise. So like, check it out. I was like, all right, well, cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm listening. But, uh, yeah. okay. okay, cool. Like good enough. And so I get, you know, I download what well, you got to do something on your daily walks. So yeah. I like get the book and I go for my walks and I listen to Pendulette, who is like, a pretty entertaining listen. Like I've never, I, you know, magic, whatever. Magic is fun, sure. But like, it was just like a, listening to this guy, who's like, you know, a whatever level celebrity, just tell you all his thoughts while also describing doing this kind of crazy program. Um, I think I'd say B minus, B minus. Yeah, already. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. And 
And so I was like, well, you know, I'm not doing anything. So like, let's give it a go. And I really enjoyed the, the guy that's all based on is this um, former NASA scientist, Ray Cronice, um, who I'm, I'm sure some of your listeners will be somewhat familiar. It's like the, it's called the potato diet is like kind of what. Yeah, um, I've heard of, I've, I think it's horrifying, but yeah, <laughs> right, I've heard right, about it. Sure. <laughs> um, but this guy, <clears throat> this, you know, this n- former NASA scientist whose whole like thing came from, you know, he was, his whole job at NASA was trying to figure out like how could, how do you sustain life like essentially off the planet? Like what does the human body need? What do cells need? All this stuff. That's what his research was in. And <clears throat> he looked into the thing that caught his attention, he said, was during the the first like Michael Phelps or maybe like the second Michael Phelps Olympics, maybe it was like 2008, when all the stories were about like how much food Michael Phelps ate every day. It, yep. I don't know if you remember this. It oh, was yeah. like, it was yeah. like he eats like 5,000, 10,000 calories. Like look at the, yeah. all the food. And he said, I was sitting there watching this going, well, I know the math around all of this. Like they must be, this must be like some sort of like deep fake, like information scheme to like trick the Chinese. Because there's no way, even with the amount of exercise he's doing, there's just no way that that could work. Like it's, you will gain weight. Like there's just no possible, he goes like, I just knew the science. And so he gets all into this thing and like discovers that actually because he's in the pool all those hours and his body is cold, that's how like the, you know, whatever, all this stuff. So I'm like listening and getting into science. Like, I don't know. Like I'm not a, you know, I'm just like doing my walks around the presidential named streets of Venice, California, like a a weirdo, (laughs) you know, getting my 10,000 steps in every day. That's the only thing I had to live for. So I'm listening, I'm reading this book, listening to this guy's stuff, and I go, well, it worked for my friend. He lost all that weight. What am I doing? I'm, you know, bored anyway. So I did the program. Like, <clears throat> I, you eat nothing but potatoes for two weeks, um, which is more about, like, trying to reset your kind of palate. Um, and so I do that, and I just kind of go and follow it. And <clears throat> I've since made, like, a Google Doc for friends who had asked about it, and I called it the easiest, dumbest, like, but most simple thing I've ever done. And I lost like 50 pounds. And the like photo Holy from shit. like January, it was January 5th or 6th, something like that, where I just like happened to take like a selfie. And then to like March, it is like two different people. And it was literally like just from like changing what I ate and like never like, it wasn't, there's like no limitation of how much you can eat. It's just like what you eat. And it was like kind of this like wild change, but part of the program is like you don't, it's designed for people who are like, you know, significantly overweight that it's causing like diabetes and like, you know, you're in, you have to probably get like a stint put in your heart. Like that's like, it's trying to okay. get their weight down as fast as possible. That's like, it's not gotcha. for like, it's not for like kind of normal people. Like it's, it's a real like intervention. Uh, like Pendulette okay. lost a hundred pounds in like 80 something days and like was able to avoid heart surgery by like, significantly okay. like getting the weight off his system and <clears throat> and so but so I had done it but the whole thing is like you're not supposed to exercise because when you exercise you need to your body needs things so like right if you're only supposed to be eating potatoes like homeboy like and you go out and run your body's like right but I need more than potatoes you, and like <laughs> right right <laughs> so you can't, I think so, that's why it's horrifying to me because right. I I think people try to pair the two so I think that is important if it is what you're doing yeah, no, it's literally, like, he, Ray Cronice, which, like, God, if there was any, like, it's now to the point where it's, like, in any of these fitness things, like, 
I wish I could meet him. Like we had um, the girl Autumn Calabrese, Calabrese from uh, like the P90X world of things. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. We oh had gosh, her yeah. on one of on my show on KTLA, and so many people were like, "Oh my god!" Like you met her. Like how have you not? Because they watch all the videos and you know all that stuff. So yeah. You get like have these like weird kind of celebrities within. So Ray Cronice is like that to me. This like scientist guy and. It was basically like it's you know you're basically telling your body like to go into hibernation and you're going to like change like the way food tastes and at the same time you're going to force your body to use your excess fat to like sustain you but you're also not gonna you're you're gonna sit on the couch watching TV and only eat your potatoes and your corn and your you know rice whatever and you're just going to do that and you're going to let kind of what your body's designed to do happen. And so I did that for, it wasn't even, I want to say I did it for like 60 something days and lost like almost 50 pounds. And it was like, oh my God, what a life hack. <laughs> like here, I'm back, baby. Yeah. Like, let's go. Like ready for the summer of my dreams. Like we're going to do the whole thing, whatever. Like never felt better in my life. And there's a photo on Instagram of like kind of, it was just like one of those, like I hadn't posted in a while since, you know, we posted the black squares and, you know, yeah. I try to, I try since to keep the, the yeah. you want to, yeah, the, you want to be. The deep pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but the craziest thing was because I hadn't, exercise for like now at this point almost over a year and a half the time of which I got like put on all the weight just enjoying all the delicious food sitting at home then losing <laughs> all the weight just eating what became delicious food it's it is wild if you like cut out like what we think of as delicious food and you just eat like regular food eventually that becomes delicious um and then I was like cool I should probably start like exercising and figuring it out and like starting from that baseline of zero was so hard that like, oh my God, yeah. And then, of course, like we were kind of waiting for our son to to be born, and then having him. And so basically, there has been just like it all fell apart again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's been like the traditional mm. like ride of it, and now it's kind of it's so funny about doing this podcast right now because it's like, all right, now to your point, like it almost all the stuff in the past doesn't matter, and it's like trying to figure out like having the responsibility of a child and like two people who are both like you said like obviously Betsy has you know she used to exercise all the time and has to like figure all that out and yeah. you know now there's if if you're exercising then like I've somebody's with the baby you know somebody got to be with yep. the baby like all that sort of thing yeah it's been it's been really hard and what's been the most hardest to go you know damn last this time last year I was like <laughs> I was king. Like, what happened? You were feeling it, I yeah. Was, yeah, you were, like, crushing it. And then you go, well, you were, you know, you weren't sleep. You haven't been sleep. You haven't slept well in, over like, 11 months. And you're just kind of eating food that's whatever is quick Your and available. Survival. Survival yeah. mode. Yeah. Right. And so it's, like, cool. Uh, now, I would say I haven't gone on a scale because I, like, feel like that would be you have to know yourself. And you go, I don't want to know. But you just, you know, you yeah. know that you aren't where you were. And you know, but at the same time, it wasn't, it's not where I was of like kind of in that like weird pandemic time, but it's, it's probably somewhere like in the middle, but closer to where like the closer to the bad than the good. And it's like, okay, like now I guess this is a new starting point, but figuring it out is really hard. Like as, uh, yeah. as anyone who has a kid can tell you, it is like figuring it out and finding a way to not feel selfish for taking care of yourself 
Uh, especially, mm. I think, probably people with their first kid. It seems like all my friends with multiple kids are like, no, no, no. When you have a second one, you'll understand. You like, yeah, you'll figure, I, I've you, heard that too. <laughs> you, you figure it out. Like you're, you're like, no, no, no. You're fine. I'm gonna go. Like I gotta go do this. Yeah. Mom, mom needs a break. Like you're, yeah, you'll be yeah. fine. But like, you know, it's your first one. So what do you know? You know. Yeah, that was a, a long baby. answer. I'm sorry that it was so it was such a long journey. No, but that's like, I mean, come on. That's the point of the podcast. Okay. No, but okay. I think like, here's, you know, my unsolicited advice is you guys worked out, work out at the same time when that baby's asleep. Yeah. Does your baby sleep ever? Like, I mean, naps, does the baby yeah, still nap? He, Where are you at? He's getting there, like, and it's so funny. Like, he didn't take any naps in his first, like, couple months. Like, he was the baby who wouldn't nap. He slept through the night. We were super lucky with that. But he wouldn't take naps. And then that switched where now he doesn't sleep through the night so well. But all of a sudden, he'll, like, take a 90-minute nap. And sometimes, like, today, he took a two-hour nap. And you were like, bro, if you could have only told me ahead mm-hmm. of time that you were going yeah, to take a two a hour nap. Like we really, yeah. I could have got some work done. Like, you know, we could have, we could have got it together. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's like a weird, it's like, you don't want to wish the time to go by, right? That's like the strangest part I think of so far being a parent is that like, you don't ever, you like know that it's going to go by so fast. So you don't want it to go by fast at all. But there are definitely moments where you're like, you know, if you were, if you were two years old right now, my man, this would be like just a little bit easier in this capacity for this moment. So it's like trying to, to balance that and figure it out. I'm, I'm quite jealous and I know you're not supposed to do it, but like a lot of friends who have also had children, like, it's hard not to compare and see like, oh man, they're like on their fifth date night, like in the last like four yeah. weeks, bro, what are you doing? Like how do, how are we failing to not, you know, I can't even get a 30 minute walk in or if I could get the 30 minute walk in, I could also have a chocolate chip cookie and that, you know. And sleep on the couch. Yeah, and sleep have on a nice the couch, couch time. You know? Yeah. Right, like so it's, uh, I'm, I'm actually, it's, it's so funny that this all had kind of synced up too because I started, I was like, oh, you know, last winter it was actually right when I think Eugene was leaving the show I was like taking like going for hikes and like wait we were waiting for August to be born um and that I was like listening to that podcast going and it was like he was leaving and you were going to come on full time I remember being like okay cool like maybe I'll just like have a thing where my like buddy here is talking about fitness and maybe I'll like do it and then like (laughs) baby showed up and like all your best laid plans right out the window they go out the like, window yeah yeah so so yeah no I mean, I'm also I'm like your kid is at a like your kid is at an age that he might enjoy like going on you know on some of this stuff with you like bike rides and not you know he can't bike yet but it's like like there are things that you can bring him along with that then it gets to be a family memory instead of like I have to go be alone, which you also need, but yeah. that can kind of take some of the selfish feeling I think out of it. And that's what I, I hope for my own life someday is to like bring a kid with me. Yeah. If they're not, you know, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like, it's, it's one of those things too, right? Like where you end up like it, the, it's not a good example, obviously. Cause it's like, they're not comparable at all, but like 
there are certain people who, when they have a pet, they're they're like they're over here, like on a spectrum, and there are other people who are like, man, just I love that dog, but that dog, we just leave it, and we will see it at another time yeah. while we like, yeah. you know, like so. It's like also trying to figure out that thing. But I have a question for you, Spain. Going back yes. to um, please the. Uh, the kind of talking about starting fitness, whether it's like through athletics or just entering it later. One thing that I've thought about a lot is that, you know, when you're, if you're someone who came to fitness through athletics, um, a big component of that is like this form of camaraderie of like, mm. we're all running these sprints or like, I gotta run these sprints by myself cause like I know that we're gonna be together and I like, you know, if I'm not, I won't play, you know, like there's like this version mm that it is like, it's not a self project, but when you enter it later, right? Like I, you were, it seemed like pretty involved in like certain groups and doing things, but like, what is that experience? And like, how do you, like, what does it feel like to do it by yourself? Like to know that, like when you said like you're getting up at 6 AM and your husband's like, Hey, come on, like let's snuggle. Like, and you're like, yeah. nah, bro. Like yeah. I'm going like, nah, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Like how does, was like, what was that like kind of, because you would have had to learn that because you never did it when you were younger of like right. of having that routine like what was that mental like kind of shift of like I'm going to prioritize this for myself but doing it by myself like what was that I, like I think for me it because I didn't have it as like a, a, as a younger person feeling myself being able to sort of have a little bit of control over my own physical body made me want to keep going. Okay. Now that shifts as you age, that shifts as life shifts. So it's not like for me now, you know, like I said, I don't weigh, I'm not as quote unquote skinny as I was five years ago, but I am married now. I'm not like chasing this, like, I don't know, love, I guess is, you know, I'm not like chasing this, like carrot in front of me that I can't get. Like I found like my person, I found my, like I'm settled in my life. Um, and so I, I drink the glass of wine. I enjoy my life, but there is still this element of like strength. I think Power might be maybe too weird of a word, but there is something that feels powerful about being strong as a woman. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like kind of finding those um, motives that were more than more than just physical. I think it need I think it needs to be a little more than just physical. And like for you, I'm like, you have a kid. You want to live to see that kid do stuff. You want to be able to keep up with kid. You want to be able to X, Y, Z, you want to live a happy life and be able to adventure and go and do. And so like those little things will start to like, like you'll start to kind of like feel them as you navigate just even life with a kid. Like you won't always kind of be in this like fog of sleeplessness yeah. and survival. Um, but even in those moments, you can still find time for like choosing healthy things, which is very hard to do in survival mode. Um, 
It's funny. I was listening to your the podcast with you and Jason, your husband, um, the like the three hundredth episode one. Oh yeah, about, yeah, like, yeah. We have all these like we have all this stuff at the house. And we got to get rid of the God stuff. Damn. We're gonna eat the stuff. And I was like, bro, like yeah. If you don't like, because mm-hmm. <laughs> if you don't like, you gotta throw that. Like it's, there's that scene in uh, uh, this is forty. Where Paul Rudd like is like he's like no I'm throwing this cupcake away and he like puts it in the sink and runs water over it and whatever and uh-huh. she's like you're still gonna eat it and he's like it's gross there's no way I'd eat it and so she walks away he eats it I'm like he eats it, yeah. I-, I was listening to me like yo you guys need to like literally throw like put that on the street immediately uh-huh. or it's mm-hmm. like it's so it's so hard it's still in the house by the way it's all still in the house and I just finished one of the cakes yesterday. <laughs> 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 you were like, I'm and gonna- I was like, I can't stop. I just couldn't. It's so. It was the best cake I've ever had, and so whatever. Um, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was I worth was. It. I was listening to that, being like, oh, and you were like, you don't even know about the other ice cream. I was like, damn, she got secret ice cream. Like, oh man, it's true. There's more ice cream. I had. I looked at the protein on it yesterday because I was like, is there any, like, is there any good reason to just be shoveling this into my mouth? And I, it was three grams of protein for 230 calories. I was like, that is that math doesn't add up but here i go here i go let's do it yeah no it's a no uh, but it is like you do have to you gotta dig in deep you gotta find something more than just like do i look good because at a certain point it doesn't matter like it doesn't it, it it matters how you look i guess if you're in an industry that it matters but like internally, like when you have, oh, that's I don't a, know. you know, you know, it's so funny. It's just, that's uh, one like small addition to the like the you know the guy who peaked in high school narrative thing that I think is that um, one of like one of the things that like I think most people's sense of self, right, like which is how I think people like can kind of go in any direction, kind of too far, right? It's like when mm-hmm. people don't realize, like, hey, like you've lost you're getting so thin, right? Like we, this is like a little concerning or someone you've gone the other way and you've like really put on like a lot of extra weight or, you know, not taking care of yourself is that like you have a vision of yourself because like we don't walk around with a mirror all the time, you know, like you're just out in the world. And if you've ever had the moment, like if you've had moments where you're like your best self, it's really hard like in the, like without that like, you can't have pure reflection all the time to like to not think of yourself as that guy you know what I mean like or is that person Mm -hmm. like that best version of yourself and where it's like yo this is fine like it's totally I'm gonna we got practice tomorrow like I can eat this ice cream and there will be no (laughs) consequence for this but it's like but you're not problems here (laughs) you're right because like you you do see yourself I think like I think most people do like you and you like they have this vision of yourself even though that may not be the person in the mirror and when you look in the mirror you go Ooh, that's not that guy. Like, that's not that guy. But like in the moment when the ice cream is there, you're like, which guy am I? I am the yeah. guy who's got practice tomorrow. Let's have this ice cream. Yeah. So like, that's like a real, like, a t- like much like you we were talking about having people cheer you on when you woke up. Like if there were a way <laughs> when you're trying to achieve a goal to be reminded, like in that uh-huh. moment where you make the decisions of like you're kind of like you said making healthy decisions of like hey just a reminder this is the this is who you are right now like you're not <laughs> you know that person you're you're convincing yourself you are you're not just so you know you're not quite you're not there you're not yet quite. so just you know and you you know how you 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 will you know how you do feel after you make the poor choice 
Um, if you could feel that right in that moment before you made the poor choice, man, yeah. you could save a lot. Of, you could save yourself yeah. a lot of problems. A lot of heartache. Good yeah. God, man. Yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you the quick fix to all that is just videotape yourself working out. It is a real humbling experience. And uh, or have um, mirrors where you shower. That's another that's another Ooh. one that will bring you back to reality. I sadly both of those things exi- exist in my world and nothing makes you just want to just call someone for help. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, we were talking about motivation and uh, especially about like having like, you know, having a son and wanting to uh, be around like. all. So I was, uh, again, qualified as as much as possible. This is a division three art college, uh, you know, not (laughs) okay. Like I know what this is, but I was I was a pretty decent uh, basketball player. Um, And by the way, two time comedian league champion uh, i don't know oh, if you know about the if you don't know if you know about the comedy oh, basketball league uh yeah i was I on the girl side oh okay there we won go. once nice beat down they were they like made that into like a movie or something right because like if, or if there was something i think going. it's a documentary i my back is in the in the documentary all right, so bump and got back. the bu- yeah, got the bun and two things, baby. <laughs> so uh, I was a, I was a decent I was I was pretty good, um, and specifically at scoring the, the basketball. And I've been watching like you know like everyone else the the change in basketball, and I was like you know the way in which I shoot like and you have like this thing in your mind where you're like I'm going to teach my kid to shoot the same way I shoot and you know I was over 40% uh you know lifetime okay. uh, from 3 and damn yeah no pretty good and the haters will say like yeah but how many shots and that doesn't matter okay it doesn't okay, matter not here the, not on the dumbbells <laughs> right and uh but so I was watching I've been watching like a ton of stuff and I'm like you know I probably need to learn how to shoot the way that like players now shoot, which is a different form. Uh, Steph Curry kind of really revolutionized it, and now players like Trey Young and a bunch of other younger uh, players have kind of adopted this new form of shooting. Because like Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. So like if if we're not trying to mimic the motion of the best person of all time, what are we doing? Like why what are we would, doing? Yeah, Dad was Dad was <laughs> not not that. So like so. It's funny, I've been able to like kind of relearn and be teaching myself how to completely change my shooting form, which for other people who are unfamiliar with basketball, that would be like learning a new golf swing. Like when Tiger Woods changed his golf swing and everyone went crazy, they were like, you're the best player ever, how can you learn a different golf swing? Like, it's like, it is like this kind of ingrained thing that takes professional athletes like spe- having specific shooting coaches and working for months at a time to like Im- change their shooting form. So I've been working on that to be like cool like when if my kid wants to play basketball I, w- I can be like cool we should like ready. this like that and so it's some version <laughs> some version of that needs to kick in <laughs> to be like cool uh, no more donuts <laughs> even though you're tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? it's got to be like <laughs> some version <laughs> some version <laughs> of that. Yeah, with the with the donuts. God, I mean, donuts, come on, make another, you know, just keep donuts, get rid of, you know, ice cream and cake like me. Yeah. Um, well, Scott, I have to go eat my dinner now. I know so this has been so long. I'm so sorry. You have, you have brought joy to the dumbbells to me. 
Where can people find you on social media? What what are you up to? You can tell people what's up. Uh, well, so the uh, we're making our grand return to Los Angeles uh, in uh, October 14th through the 24th. So I'll be getting up doing stand-up um, there. Uh, you can check the socials at ScottC247. A social media handle picked from watching an episode of Entourage, uh, where Scott Kahn's character <laughs> said he was Scotty twenty four, Scotty twenty four seven, and I thought that's great. Let's make that an Instagram handle in twenty twelve or whenever that came out. So that actually makes a lot of sense now, doesn't it? Like it's pretty, yeah. yeah. Yep. So Scott C two four seven on there and on Twitter. Uh, Twitter, it's mostly some of the journalism work, but uh, yeah. So we'll be getting back out there. We'll bring back the wedding bit, uh, you know, for the tour I dates in LA. I mean, it's perfect. People yeah. love that shit. They do. They love to. Know, they love to have their fifty thousand dollar party mocked by a division three basketball player. <laughs> hey, hey! Nobody throws uh, stones around here. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Some people do, but for the most part, they're really nice. Um, you want to do the you want to do the sign off with me? Uh, I've been having my guests do it with me instead because my uh, stanger is M I A. Uh, this is what we do. We say I say um, everybody out there, you're listening, blah blah blah. You're gonna train dirty, and then you say eat clean. Okay. And you probably will wink because of the donut stuff. And then I'll say, and then we say together, live in between. Okay. okay. So cool. train dirty, eat clean, live in between. All right. All and right. then we say, bye, 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 bye. Okay. All right. Everybody, you guys, if you have any flexes, any questions, send us an email at askthedumbbells at gmail.com. And thank you, Scott, for being here. On behalf of me, Scott here, Stanger, wherever you are in the world, we'd like to remind everyone listening to train dirty. You got to eat clean. And you got to live in between, between, baby. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thanks for having me. That was a HeadGum Podcast.